Beyond, episode 418 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Today's topic, with the imminent release of Fire Emblem Three Houses, which uh, I guess for, for those of you like me who are going to stay up and play it past midnight, it's only one more night until we get to play it. So me and Will figured it was a good time to cover our favorite strategy RPGs. Uh, you know, that being a underutilized genre, am I right? Yeah, I, w- when we do episodes like this, I like to look online and see what everybody else is thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I didn't see too much variance on the different types of IPs. It's, like, fairly standard. You'll hear all of them that we talk about, yeah. like, between the Final Fantasies and the Fire Emblems that we're going to talk about. Like, it's like that and, like, a couple other franchises. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of surprises there. <laughs> no, not at all. It's a lot of a lot of games we've already talked about. There's a handful that I was like, oh, I didn't, I've never heard of that game, or you know that sort of thing, or 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 I didn't remember this or that game. But yeah, for the most part, it's stuff we've played a lot. Yeah, uh, and I think it was you, Will, that said, or one maybe one of your friends said a couple of weeks ago that uh, every IP should have its own strategy, like strategy role playing game. Because we were talking about the gears, the gears. Uh, tactics game tactics game that's what it was yeah i don't remember who said it but no that's a good point every every ip should have its own tactics game i think it works well and can be done with pretty much any ip yeah you know a tactics game of some sort would be would be great from every ip i can see a warriors game and a tactics game for pretty much every oh warriors game too yeah that's a good that's a good thought yeah okay um do you have anything you want to tease for later on the episode not really honestly i've been so excited for fire emblem it's been hard to play anything yep i've been Uh, in the same boat i played a little of persona 5 uh just like an hour ago and then i've been playing final fantasy 15 Mm -hmm. uh to kind of get me to that point but yeah i've been so excited to play fire emblem that i kind of been having a hard time playing anything yeah that's actually how I've been too. So I've only really played Mario Maker and then Doctor Mario World. Um, I did play a, a little bit of Breath of the Wild though, so I'll, I'll talk very briefly about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it brought brought me back in finally. It was only a matter of time before it happened, but <laughs> it finally did happen. Luckily, Fire Emblem's coming out, so I'm not gonna stick with it for now. Yeah, nice. you'll be playing a, a new hardy RPG. Yeah, exactly. I should say sorry, my voice is going. I don't know why, but it's uh if you're wondering why I sound funny right now, that that's why. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh well, I'll let you get started. What's the first game on your list? Uh my first one is actually my first introduction to Fire Emblem and it was Fire Emblem Awakening. Um I think this came on your recommendation, right? Dan, you were the first one to play it on the I, podcast. I don't remember. I know I like it came out and I didn't I didn't. I don't know if I didn't have a 3ds when it came out, uh, but I ended up playing it later, and I was blown away by it. It's also on my list. It's actually up at number two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Wait, do I, we have these? Are we having this in a top five? Order it doesn't or... matter. I just put my. I just ranked mine, but you can rank them or not. It's up to you. I can rank it at the end when I go over all of them. But yeah, I don't remember who played it first. Maybe it was Corey. I don't know. Somebody played Fire Emblem Awakening first on this podcast, said it was amazing. So Mm -hmm. I played it, and boy, I loved Fire Emblem Awakening. I guess this is the Fire Emblem game that kind of saved the franchise. This was the one that they were marketing because Fire Emblem games weren't doing that well. 
yeah. uh, sales-wise out here in the West. So this was like kind of the last-ditch effort, and uh, a lot of things they did really stuck. I like the sim aspect to the games that they have, like where they have the, the romances and like the uh, warrior communications where you talk to the different things and grow their affinity for each other, which then gives on-field battle bonuses and stuff like that. Um, they did a lot of really cool things with the game, and I liked the whole story behind it. I liked Robin and Crom and all those mm-hmm. characters, Lucina. Yeah, when uh, I found out who Lucina was, it blew my mind. Yeah. The first uh, the first time, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, because you get the like the time travel yeah. kind of weird like sci-fi-ness to it, to a fantasy game. Yeah. Um, and that just makes it really cool, and like how the different kids are in the game and how they're interacting with their younger version of their parents there's just a lot of really cool things going on in that game uh and then you're all together at the end trying to destroy the big boss at the end so there was um it was the first one that i ever really got into and i think it was a great game um all around and i really think very highly of fire emblem awakening yeah and as as much as i liked fates and thought fates was good i didn't think fates was anywhere close to as good as uh fire emblem awakening fire emblem awakening like i said there was a lot of parts of it that blew my mind you know um and i like you i had not had any experience with the series it didn't sell all that well here if you went tried to go back and get a fire emblem game now they're super expensive if you if you can find them they're super expensive yeah, uh, and you know, no guarantee that those are going to work either. So, because mm-hmm. it's like GameCube, there was one on the Wii, uh, but yeah, they didn't. They weren't commercial successes here, which you, mm-hmm. know, you have a big population here in the U.S. So, Fate suffered from bad localization and storytelling. Mm-hmm. It was a little too um, incestual. <laughs> sure, for my liking, a little uncomfortable here and there um stuff like that uh so like fates is the one that people don't look too fondly on right now mm-hmm. um people really liked awakening for the most part and i guess three houses from everything i've heard is gonna be quite the game so yeah, i guess reviews start dropping tomorrow for three houses mm-hmm. i haven't seen anything negative i don't know if it's just because like my rose tinted glasses just haven't looked in the right places but i haven't seen anything negative about the no, game nor have i from the you know people haven't given out reviews but you know they'll They'll give. I got a couple like first impressions and stuff, and it's all been been pretty pretty positive. Did you so, know? Do you know what house you're picking? No, I don't know anything about them. I want to go in with a blank slate, not knowing. Uh, I can I couldn't even tell you the names right now. That's how much I wanted to like not know about the game. I've been going back and forth for the last three weeks. I finally settled on where I'm going. Okay, so pretty yeah, excited. You, you, you could say the name. I, I won't. It won't make any difference to me. I'm going Black Eagles. Black Eagles. Okay. Yeah, I went. I at different points was like, I'm going the different house, but then I finally settled on Black Eagles mm-hmm. last night. It's like nice. I'm doing it. It's the one. Okay. Um, but yeah, so my first one's Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, once again, I replay this game every so often. I think very highly of it. It's one of the best strategy RPG games, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, yep. So the first game on my list at number five is Mountain Blade Warband. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mountain Blade Warband is so good yeah it's the only thing that holds it back from being like a huge critical success i think is the jankiness of it it's it's a very janky rpg but it, it to me it's lovingly janky uh, it's not loving... bad janky it's right. uh funny it's... good janky yes it's lovingly janky and and <laughs> uh, i wrote that in my notes um 
but it's a it's a, a it's an amazing game. It's also got a great Game of Thrones mod. If you're into if you're into Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones mod for it. it's spectacular. Uh, but it's a great mix of elements. So it's got an overworld that you move around on and move to different areas. It's got first or third person combat. It's got a lot of troop management. You raise your stats. It's got deep systems. Uh, it's a truly impressive game. Uh, I think it came out in about 2008. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to the to the sequel, Mountain Blade Bannerlord, um, if that ever comes out. I haven't really seen much about that, but yeah, Mountain Blade Warband is, is excellent. And if you, if you can find it cheap, I think it might be on Xbox and PS, the PlayStation now, too. I think it is, yeah. Um, so you can I know it... play it that way. No, it's definitely on Steam, but I think it is on consoles at this point now, yeah. It would be great on the Switch. I think it's cheap, too. I don't think it's that much money. No. I think if, if you were to buy it on, like, Steam or whatever, it, and it, at full price, it's, like, 20 bucks. But you can find, definitely find it cheaper than that. Let's see. War Warband is 20 bucks. Okay. Yeah, that's a fair price for it. I, I, I'm sure I got mine cheaper. I'm I'm pretty sure I got it on a Steam sale at some point. And uh, it was it was pretty inexpensive. So the banner lurk looks pretty cool, and there's a Steam listing. So who knows? Yeah, I would love for that to come out this year. I feel like we've. I feel like when we do like our anticipated episode, our anticipated games episode, it's always like it might be coming this year. You know, yeah, for a couple of years. I don't know what's taking them so long. It's probably it's a small studio, probably. Yeah. But yeah, Mountain Blade Bannerlord. Give it a shot. Yeah. Quite good. What do you got next, Will? My next one is not necessarily for my sake, but I think Corey would go crazy if I didn't put it on here. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the quintessential strategy RPG um, in the modern era. Modern era. Uh, I feel like this game's right up my alley. I don't know why I haven't really played it yet, but everything that I've seen from it and from how Corey talks about it, it looks like the perfect game. Yeah. Um, it, destructible environments and stuff like that. And so many cool stuff, different ways you can customize each character, um, a lot of abilities. Not just that, but that game, one of the things that game does better than most other games that I can play is having, uh, being able to solve the game's, like, puzzles and stuff in a million different ways mm-hmm. it just seems like any any time you uh, are coming to a story beat and you need to have something done like there's a lot of different ways you can accomplish your your goals in that game which i really really like yeah yeah and that's like the cool thing like i just saw some gameplay where like you can burn a house down and like it collapses on the enemies and kills them and stuff like that like that's just a really cool way that you can um go through a battle in the game and a lot of a lot of these strategy rpgs like a fire emblem and a couple others we'll talk about later don't really have environmental Mm -mm. stuff the most you can do is like maybe dash them off of a a building and do fall damage to them but like that's about it um where this game has just so much you can do and you can play with friends too which is another cool thing uh, that they added into it i i should make it my goal to play it this year because i feel like i would love this game yeah, absolutely, and uh, that's one I actually regret not finishing. I I played it and loved it, and I just I don't know if something else came out or or what, but I haven't. It's also kind of hard to play games on my computer anymore. It's yeah, 
Yeah, that's a... so that's that's part of it, especially with how how old it's getting. I, I I need it to live for a little while longer until I can afford to replace it because that's how I do the podcast. That's how I do all my game videos that I do. I, I yeah, I don't want to kill it, you know. So yeah, no, I'm with you, Dan. My PC is getting long in the tooth here, and I yep. want a new one, but no money to be be able to actually do that right now. So yep. yep. Um, but yeah, Divinity Original Sin 2, I wanted to give that a shout-out because I feel like the game's deserving. Mm-hmm. Uh, developed by Larian, mm-hmm. who is going to be doing the Baldur's Gate 3. So there's it also sh- that. should be an awesome game. Yes, it should. Uh, next on my list is Valkyria Chronicles 4. So this is a recent one, a recent edition. It uh, is a return to form for the Valkyria Chronicles series. I really loved the first one. I guess Valkyria Chronicles 2 and 3 were not as good uh, straight away from the the standard formula. I have no experience with them. I I couldn't tell you anything about them. But uh, good story, good characters, uh, incredible setting. Uh, Really the whole steampunky World War II setting is done so well in that Mm -hmm. game. it's got a unique battle system, which I also really like. Uh, it's it's turn based, uh, but you're moving around like as much as you want, and then it's also got a little bit of a skill element because you have to have to like actually aim your shots and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's really really unique unique game, uh, and that's got fully upgradable gear. You can upgrade and equip uh, your your soldiers to to your heart's content. So. There's a lot of elements there. I, I love Valkyria Chronicles 4. I think I spent like 50-some-odd hours beating it, but it was it was amazing. So. so for reference, I have the first one on my list because I haven't played the four, the mm-hmm. fourth one. Uh, totally with you on that. I love this franchise, and I wish it got more. Like, it's a shame that we can't play two or three. Like, it's yeah. hard to play them. Like, they're on, like, the PSP and I think whatever. one of them, yeah, I think, are they both? Yeah, they might both be on PSP, actually, now that I think about it. At least one of them is. Which is baffling. It's a shame. That that was a decision that they were like, yeah, let's do this. But, uh, no, the, I just like the concept of, like, you get this overview on the map, and then you zoom in on the character, and then you can move them around to wherever you want. Like, mm-hmm but you only can do go so far with their meter and like you can get behind cover and shoot your guns and stuff like that. Like it's just really, really cool game. Um, and I love it. So I'm, I'm glad you had it on your list too. Oh yeah. Uh, what do you got next? Will? Um, I guess we should talk about the elephant in the room. (laughs) Final fantasy tactics. Of course. (laughs) That's what I have playing in the, in the stream right now. Cause that was an obvious choice. Yeah, like, when the first, when you said this episode, Dan, I was like, well, I know Tactics is going to be on there. I know Fire Emblem is going to be on there. Yep. Um, I mean, we've talked about this game ad nauseum, and this game still tops my my top games of all time list. I usually play it every year. I haven't played it yet this year, but the depth to the game is awesome. I love the story elements of the game. The music is awesome. Everything about it I love and adore, and I wish we would get a true sequel. I know. So I, that, keep, I, I, I keep hoping, but... Like, I liked Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 1 and 2, but they don't do the job like Final Fantasy Tactics, the original, did. Yeah, I, f- I mean, I feel like one of the coolest things about... I, I, all the all the systems aside was was the the religious story. Like, you just don't see that much, that, that much in, in, in games, you know? I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, like, I still think it's one of my favorite stories in games. Like, what 
And sure, like, if people want to be like, oh, there's so many tropes in it. Like, yeah, but there's tropes in every story. That's why they exist, you know? Yeah, but one of the, I, I, another thing that I think that it did well is, like, you really couldn't tell who the bad guy was in the game, no. you know? Yeah, like, because, like, well, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it, it keeps, like, fooling you into thinking, you know, this guy's the bad guy or this guy's the bad guy. Or, you know, you don't know what this character wants or that character wants, you know? Yeah, you like you think Gaff Carrion's the bad guy, then you think Toledo might be that bad guy, then you think like August is a bad guy, then you think your brothers are the bad guy, but really it's just like one or two group of people yeah. who are like manipulating everybody into thinking that they're the bad guys, but Rams is just trying to figure out what's going on. Yep. Um and I love that about the story and like just like the the zodiac stones like being able to transform them into the monsters and like having to kill them and i still think the Wegraf fight is one of the hardest fights in games if you're not prepared for it oh like, definitely there's a lot a lot to that like the rio veins castle stuff like where mm -hmm. everybody's getting massacred like all that stuff is so cool and i love this how they're telling the story throughout the game and oh man i want to play it now yeah i've got it on mobile i can that's how i that's how i played played it the last time i played it was on my phone if I had, like, an iPad, I'd probably play it, but I don't want to play it on my phone. Yeah, it works surprisingly well. I mean, there's certainly some obnoxious parts of it, but it plays really well. How much of a travesty is this game not being on Steam? I don't know. It's surprising. It's a perfect fit for the Switch, too. Every other Final Fantasy is on Steam. Yeah. Or Switch. Yeah, but I don't know. One... Honestly, like, if they put it on consoles and PC, I would own it on... My Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, and then Steam. Sure. I would own it on everything. <laughs> Just do it. And I wouldn't blame you one bit. No, God, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, I knew we, that game would get brought up. Is that the top of your list? Yeah, that was number one. <laughs> yeah, that's mine, too. Because, yeah, I mean, still, when you think about strategy RPGs, like, that's the game I think of. Yep. Uh, and like you, I think, I don't know if it's even in the top five anymore, but it's, it's on my top ten favorite games of all time list. Yeah, you keep um, dropping it. It's so good. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the mystique went out a little bit when I finally beat it for four in February a couple years ago. Yeah, you um, learned the game is beatable. It's yeah, it's still yeah, because it was this uh, kind of it was an albatross, but it was also like on up on this pedestal. I was like, this is a game I cannot seem to beat. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I finally did, but you know, it's still still excellent, and it's a game that holds up really well because of the the nature of it being a you know strategy RPG. Um, you know, other than maybe some weird save stuff where you can get yourself stuck permanently, which is what happened to me, um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it holds up really well. So, Yeah. Um, uh, the last game I have on my list that we haven't covered yet is XCOM Enemy Unknown. Yeah, that's mine, too, on my last one. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's that's an excellent game. I, I mean, I probably would have it on my top 10 if i didn't have so many like excellent games on my top 10 but uh you know it's a it's an excellent game i i loved every minute of it um rpg stuff eh, i mean the interesting thing is that is like naming your characters after your friends and family and trying to protect them through the through the series of missions you know there's upgradable stuff but uh the tactical side of it is is what makes the the, the game shine that's that's really awesome mm -hmm. so yeah no the the actual abilities aspect of it where you can upgrade and choose different stuff like that is a little light i don't know if xcom 2 does more with it because i didn't like that one mm -hmm. as much so i didn't play it but um 
yeah, no, like being able to get more attached to your characters because you named them after somebody you know and you don't want them to die. Like that part sort of stuff is cool. Um, and the actual, as you said, sh- like, because a lot of times you'll go into the battle and you have no idea where the aliens are and you got to like figure it out. Um, that adds a whole like different layer to the game, which is really cool too. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> All right, I got a bunch of honorable mentions too. Yeah, it's here. If you want to get into honorable mentions, I put Banner Saga on there. I've only played the first Banner Saga. I really like the Banner Saga, the first one. I don't know. Uh, I would ideally like to get to Banner Saga 2 and 3 at some point. I, I like the the artwork and the, the battle system and the whole like caravan aspect of it is also very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's on there. I put the Disgaea series on, on there. Uh, yeah. Disgaea 1 through 5. Games I would very much like to get to at some point. I did play the demo for Disgaea 5. How was that? It was good. It's, I want to play it, but yeah, I'm it, a little intimidated. It, it There's a lot there, and it's also <laughs> grindy. It gets very grindy, I guess, towards the end of it. Um, it's also a bit nutty. It doesn't seem like the, what, like the story matters all that much, but there's a lot of nutty stuff that happens in it, so... You're not meant to understand the story. You're just supposed to actually just play the game. Sort yeah, of thing. You, yeah. You, you're just there for for leveling up your your characters and stuff and and whatnot. So you're taking the wheel, but you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put Ogre Battle, the Ogre Battle games on here. Uh, I played Ogre Battle '64. That's the only one I played. But a lot of the games that were on the best strategy RPG lists were were Ogre Battle or Tactics Ogre games. Yeah. Um, as I said, the only one I've, I'd actually played is Ogre Battle, and it was good. I don't remember much about it because it was a, a long time ago at this point. Oh, maybe mm, I think I played a, a, a legally backed up emulator version of it. Yeah, and this one list I'm looking at, Dan, Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, was topped Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. What, what, do you, does it say what system that was on? I think it was on... Um, PlayStation, PlayStation port, uh, Portable, hmm. came out ninety seven. Oh wow! Okay, wait, that can't be right. It might if it was on PlayStation initially, it could have come out in ninety seven. It looks older. I don't know. Let me look. Okay. Uh, let's see. I put Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle on there. That was actually one I really wanted to get in my top five, but I didn't end up being able to squeeze it in there. Uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle is uh, it distills the strategy RPG stuff down to down to its bare bones, but it's also a really fun game. It feels really fair. Uh, you know, we talked about the RNG sometimes how it, it bites you in the butt in games like Bell Seal or XCOM. Um, but Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle always felt fair with its with its uh, hitting and, and all that stuff. Uh, and it was also surprisingly challenging, especially towards the end. So yeah, it got harder. Uh, ninety five, Dan. Okay. Came out PlayStation, PlayStation Portable. Gotcha. All the good stuff. Nice. Uh, last on my list was Darkest Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon is an excellent game that I need to get back to because I have, I think, like thirty something hours played on my Switch version of Darkest Dungeon. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that that's a unique one in that you're more managing the mental health of your characters than anything else uh, as you delve deeper and deeper into these crazy, like, scary dungeons. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Art style's amazing. 
I want to get. I want to give that game another go. It's been a really long time since I played it. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to lot to lot to chew there, but it's good stuff. Do you have any um, honorable mentions, Will? I was gonna give Felsil a little love. Felsil, uh, yeah. I think that game came out of the indie realm and kind of really took the world by storm there for for a little bit, being uh, pretty much the truest Final Fantasy Tactics-like game we've gotten within the last 10 years, mm-hmm. probably, um, since the Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced games. Um, that was a very, very awesome game, and wanted to give it a little shout-out. Um, I know we talked about it a lot. Uh, I don't know when it came out. In, well, when we played it in April, but... Yep or may or one of those but uh great game absolutely well i can't wait till that comes out on the switch i am gonna buy it and play it that way definitely okay oh oh i wanted to mention pillars of eternity too that's another yep. honorable mention of mine that the game that i i really liked haven't played pillars of eternity too i will at some point um and that's everything so yeah that's our our coverage of our favorite strategy rpgs uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses can't come out soon enough. I know. I'm pumped for it. So, okay. Uh, nibble bits. Will, what do you got for nibble bits? Uh, yeah. So my first one, Dan, is that this is one for me really that I probably only care about. But the Xbox One's getting a new controller. And it's a purple version, and I think it looks really cool. Oh yeah, um, I heard about that. It's out right now for the Fortnite Special Edition controller for the world cup between the 26th and 28th but it's going to be going on sale starting september 17th i hate how pricey these controllers are though because it's uh 65 dollars oh wow yeah so um that's pricey i hate how expensive console controllers have become yeah my next one is a, another uh, Xbox One home screen is coming soon. Uh, if you're a Xbox like insider or whatever that program is, you'll be getting it at some point this week. If not, you'll have to wait until the fall. doesn't look too different, but uh, some things have changed here and there. I think the Xbox One's gone through the most uh, interface changes because Sony's yeah. hasn't changed once. But no. um, Well, Xbox's is by far the worst. So, uh, It's awful very terrible uh my next one is the playstation store is having a summer sale going on right now there's a ton of games on sale of course the one game that i was looking to get was spider-man is not on sale um but 442 games and ads in total are on sale and it'll run till august 20th so you got a long time to check out some stuff um uh, some of them aren't crazy but some of them are pretty good deals overall um my last one is Super Mario Maker 2 is upping its course upload limit to 64. Um, I don't know. I was 32 before, mm-hmm. so now it's 64. Um, yeah. That's good. My son will like that. He's made a lot of courses. I'm, I've still only made two. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I haven't, haven't haven't made any more since. But, yeah, he's 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 uploaded quite a few. He's probably got 20 levels. If I had Holy to crap. Yeah. I think they're going to up it one more time after, too. Oh, so. okay. Um, you'll have that to look forward to. Yeah, it's good. I mean, some people, that's why they get Mario Makers to make courses, you know. Definitely. So that's good. It's good for them. That's it for my nibble bits, though, Dean. Okay. I have got two kind of quick nibble bits. Uh, The first is that, uh, have you heard of Origin Computers? 
remember that. They they build like uh, gaming computers. Uh, it's their the company's tenth tenth anniversary this year. Um, and one thing they did, uh, just just kind of as a joke, is they made a PC that has an Xbox, a PS4, and a Switch built into it. Ooh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's called the Big O. <laughs> yeah, uh, the PS the the apparently the Switch part is mostly unchanged, but the Xbox and PS4 are all like liquid cooled and all fancy and nice looking. Really? Um, yeah. It's not going to be a thing. Awesome. Yeah, it's not going to be a thing for sale. But they just kind of did it for, for you know, S's and G's. Wonder uh, how much that would cost? Probably a lot because it's all you know, custom and whatnot. Uh, they the PC part of it is an i nine ninety nine hundred K processor with an NVIDIA Titan RTX sixty four gigabytes of RAM and a fourteen terabyte hard drive. Jeez, it's also a very cool looking machine and i would love to have one of those i'm gonna look up pictures of this right now yeah the big o so that was my first nibble bit my second one is that uh and i'm actually starting to experience this now too um joy con drift i don't know if you have any joy con drift at all will no but i've been hearing a lot about it yeah so apparently nintendo has directed its customer service representatives to fix any Joy-Con drift you're having for free, uh, and also issue refunds that for for people that have already spent money uh, to repl- to fix drifting Joy-Cons. So, uh, so it's good. I I saw some people were unhappy with the response that Nintendo gave, mm-hmm. and I don't know why because they literally said direct it through our website, we'll yeah. get it fixed. Yeah, but people weren't were unhappy about that. So sure. Yeah, no, it's they're they're fixing it for free now. Yeah, they they actually got sued by somebody. I never I ended up reading what uh, the law. The, it's a class action suit. I don't know if that's going to get dropped now because they're fixing them for free or, or what have you. But uh, it's good because my son's Joy Cons drift a little bit too. I'll maybe get them fixed at some point. Uh, and and mine are starting to drift a little bit. The the originals on the system that I've had for, I guess it's almost two and a half years now. So held up pretty well i've put a lot of gameplay into that thing so. definitely i mean the switch has seen a lot of time for everyone so i'm not surprised out of every console's controller that one starts to wear first yeah you know and taking it off and on the the, the rails of the system and putting it in like it, it it does take a little bit more abuse i think than than like an xbox controller you know definitely definitely so there's wish... that I wish Joy-Cons weren't so freaking expensive. I know, because I, I'm tempted to get the new colors when they come out. They, they uh, look really cool. Yeah, but man, I don't want to drop $70 right now. It's 80 80 80 uh, You, I mean, you could get, like, I, you can get the pink and green Joy-Cons or the red and blue Joy-Cons now for, like, $68. Um, but the new ones, when they come out, they'll be 80 because people will be buying them. Left and right. <sighs> I'm never going to have another set of Joy-Cons. I'm glad I got my second pair when I did. Yeah. It was an impulse buy. I woke up, like, early in the morning and looked at my phone. And I think I had a, even had an Amazon notification, like, hey, you know, you can get red and blue Joy-Cons for, I think they were, like, $65. So it was, like, done. I bought them. The financial decisions... <laughs> 
most of the times that I buy things, Dan, are super late at night or super early in the morning. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that's when you yep. when you did it. Amazon had 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 me read. They had me figured they, out at that point. They knew. We were like, we'll just let them know that they're slightly on sale. Yep. Uh, okay. That's it for nibble bits. Will, how was your week? It's been good. Um, really don't think I have anything to add. I've literally been just thinking about playing Fire Emblem mm-hmm. this past week. Lost my voice. Don't really know what's going on with that. Um, working a bunch. Yeah, that's really about it. My life's been pretty boring recently. Okay. Yeah, things have been a, a bit crazy. We had a really big heat wave i mean probably most of the country did but a really big heat wave over the weekend so um we've we did a lot of swimming over the weekend and then uh we had a a birthday party that we had to go to at the local park which was sweltering uh luckily there was a little bit of a breeze but it was still sweltering and uh chasing around the twins was not a fun thing to do with when it was that hot and that little air movement because uh, the breeze only came came and went, I didn't didn't stick around the whole time. So, yeah, like I work at the hottest part at the restaurant, pretty mm-hmm. for the most part. Like when I'm getting all the food to make sure it's all right, and I could not have been sweating more. Yeah, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Imagine being the cooks. Oh yeah, no, that's the worst part of the restaurant, but. I literally just had like a fountain in my pants the whole day. <laughs> nice mud bike. Yeah. yeah, it was disgusting. Nice. Um, so there's that. I actually I recently bought myself a new fitness band. Ooh. Fitness band slash smartwatch, I guess. What is it? It's the Xiaomi Mi Band Four. Really? Yeah. Do you do you like it? I do. I I only got it today. So I'm still putting it through its paces, but uh, my my I had a, the Fitbit charge too. That was our sister's, mm-hmm. and then she gave it to me. And it was starting to not be accurate with its measurements, and it was starting to need to be needed to be charged all the time. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna give that to my son. I have to clear it off, and I'll set it up for him. But yeah, yeah it, it would at nighttime, especially like if I got up to to whiz. It would say that that's when I went to sleep instead of tracking my entire sleep. Because that's the kind of stuff that I use also to remind me to get up and move. But the sleep tracking was always really interesting to me. But it it wouldn't say I fell asleep until when I got up to go to the bathroom at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. So, like, it's useless data, you know? Yeah. Uh, So I was doing a little research, and I read a few reviews on this one, and everything said the hardware is really good. Software could use some work, but that's always something they could fix you know or update later with a with a patch or whatever yeah so but yeah i i like it so far it's it's also waterproof which i'm really big on because i know one of these days i would get in the water with my would have gotten the in the water with my fitbit on and ruined it so yeah like the apple watch i have like it's a first series so it's super old and it's not waterproof so Mm -hmm. like if it's raining out and like i'm outside for whatever reason walking somewhere i'm screwed so Water resistant and waterproof are key. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it, so far so good. Like I said, I've, I've only it was only thirty. It only was thirty six dollars too. Steal, uh, which is isn't bad. Um, but I like it so far. It's also got a nice color color face, which is which is cool. So, I'm a big fan of wearable technology. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I never thought I would be, but I like having, you know, having the time on my wrist of all mm-hmm. things. Because I don't always, I don't keep my phone on me all the time, you know. I, it's some, I'll leave it on the counter or it's charging or, or what have you. So, uh, and my son always, I don't know why, asks what time it is. Yeah. And he doesn't want a guess. He needs the exact time. So <laughs> he'll ask me what time it is. I'll be like, it's three three thirty. He's like, no, but what time is it really? I'm like, it's three thirty three. Three thirty is close enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he no, needs to know the exact by by to to the minute what time it is. Now he's gonna so, always know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the only time I don't wear my anything like that is uh, over the summertime, actually, and it's only because I don't like having the tan line. Oh yeah, on my wrist. I've I've got one of those definitely. Everyone I know has them, and I'm like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know why it's stupid. But... Uh, no, I don't blame you one bit. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll keep, you know, keep everyone posted on on my thoughts on it. And uh, that's all for my week. Kind of you know, kind of boring, kind of crazy. No, yeah. Just nothing to share here, you know. Really. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. It's just like nothing really. Nothing interesting. I should say <laughs> nothing that people who just listen to this would care about. Right. You know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so then let's get into what we played. Will, what do you want to talk about first? I'll briefly mention persona. I played a little bit more close to an hour, uh, today and I got really into it. Oh, the game nice. is, I want to play more and it sucks that I like started playing it right before fire Emblem because sure. this game is crazy. Uh, I finally got to the first, like, combat scenario uh, where you're doing some fighting and you meet some people and, like, get to interact with some different characters. And I was like, man, this game, this game's pretty cool. And I actually heard that the new Fire Emblem is Persona-like. So, oh, okay. Um, if there is some things, like, similar between these two games, man, it's going to be gonna be quite the game. But um, the story's still very out there to me. I don't know what's going on because it's, like, flashing forward to present and then going back and past and going back and forth a little bit so like trying to keep everything straight and like you're basically telling the story um for the gist of it is you uh went to school in one area you got into a little trouble you got you got tagged with some assault charges and had to transfer schools to a new place um and that's why you're in this area um and you're kind of like a delinquent in a new area and everybody's like oh this is the delinquent new kid but you're not though and like trying to convince people you're not and it's just it's a very interesting dynamic with everybody and like obviously none of the teachers like you because they think you're a troublemaker Mm -hmm. um so i was really getting into that i might play a little bit more tonight when i get home uh after recording this so that uh, I've been playing that. I've been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy 15 too. I probably put four hours into that game. Um, again, that game's like soul food to me. I love it. It's uh, a good game to return to to pass some time. Um, doing some hunts, doing some camping, fishing. Um, remembering Prompto taking pictures uh, after each day is another thing I really like about it too. Um, that's a fantastic game. I know it's going to go on the back burner for quite a while here, coming soon. Because once Fire Emblem's out, and by the time I get through that, I'm going to have Persona, and then Astral Chain, and then it's going to be the new Zelda, it's going to yeah, be the new Call of Duty game. Fall's fairly loaded so far. And I'm trying to save a lot of money right now, so I'm not going to buy as many games as I wanted as well, mm-hmm. so 
um, there's going to be that. So I'm going to really have to make the games that I have here uh, really, really count. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my, my gaming schedule is going to be pretty booked here for the rest of the year. I don't even think I'm going to get Death Stranding, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, I've always been kind of against that game. I feel like this is the quintessential game where everyone's going to say this is the game to play, and I'm going to be like, no, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like game, Red Dead. Game sucks. Yeah, that's how I felt the whole way that this game's been announced. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I really don't think I'm going to get Death Stranding, to be honest. I'm way more interested in The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think Ghost of Tsushima is not supposed to come out until next year. Yeah, so the timeline is Death Stranding, and then The Last of Us 2 is, like, quarter one, and then the, the other one, Ghost of Tsushima, is Q2 or 3. Okay. It's going to be pretty much at the end of the console life cycle for the gotcha. PlayStation 4. So, um, yeah, that's it for me. I'm excited to play some games. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I've... The, I played quite a bit more mario maker 2 so one of the things i decided to kind of do in the game since i i like creating i just have a hard time sitting down and spending a long time creating levels especially since mostly i play mario maker 2 in in bite-sized pieces mm-hmm. so i uh i decided to really like hunker down in the endless challenge on easy mode uh and get my global rank up and i think i've as of right now, I've beaten 430 levels on Endless Challenge. Jeez. Uh, my global rank was, was it under 7,000? I think it was under 7,000, uh, which is pretty good. It started off at well over 100,000, so I'm uh, pretty happy about that. You know, I, I can't tell you how many millions of copies that, that game sold, so, uh, you know, to be in the top 10,000, I guess, is a good thing. But I would like to get under 1,000 or under 100 if I, if I could possibly. Uh, the problem is, is, you know... If you don't play it for a little bit, it's a it's a treadmill. So I'll be back, you know, a few hundred or maybe a thousand, uh, a thousand on my on my global rank. So if I want to keep at it, it's something I'm gonna have to just keep playing and and keep advancing uh, past the point where I I left off. So, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's gonna happen now that Fire Emblem's out. Who who really knows, you know. <laughs> uh, but I did come across something interesting, and I'm not sure if I talked about this last week or not. It's that I keep coming across a level that's the same exact level. It's not the same exact creator. It's the same exact level. And I've seen it probably five or six times at this point. And I've also seen it in different styles. I've seen it in... Did I talk about this last week? Do you remember, Will? No, you didn't. Okay. Um, Yeah, I've seen it in different styles. I've seen it in the Super Mario style in the Super Mario uh, 3 style and the new Super Mario Brothers style. And it's an airship level, but it plays it plays the exact same way. It is the exact same thing. And as I said, I've seen it five or six times. So I'm going to take it upon myself to do some investigation and see if it was a, a level from the first Mario Maker that a lot of people just liked and copied, or if it... Like, I don't know if it was maybe a Reddit thing that started that, you know, has a bunch of people making the same level. Because, I mean, at this point, there's millions of levels out there. Yeah. So why am I seeing the same level? And it's as I said, it's not the same creator. It's different people. Um, and that's the only one that I've seen multiples of. Um, I've seen levels that are similar to each other, but this is the exact same level. So um, I'm inter- I'd be interested to see what the origins of that are. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find out. I Probably not. 
but I, I did copy down the course ID of, of one of the, one of the clones. So uh, I at least have that. So if I, you know, I can, I can maybe take it to Reddit and, and see if anyone knows, knows the story there. You might have the scoop on a major copyright plagiarism. <laughs> I don't scandal. know. <laughs> and I don't know how that works because some people did copy like the, you know, level one, one, you know, from super Mario brothers or the first level in super Mario three, like, people did did just copy that um but yeah this is a like a user created level that's just repeated a bunch and it, it's weird so i wonder if it's a glitch i don't know maybe it's entirely possible uh so that yeah that's that's an interesting thing that i'm going to try to investigate in, in mario maker mario maker 2 so uh, i can also send uh maybe i'll post it on twitter um the, the level that that repeats and see if anyone else has had because uh, i know we have a few we have a feedback actually about about mario maker uh mm-hmm. so i know some of our listening audience has played some mario maker so maybe they can they can help solve the mystery um so there's that one i've played a, a bunch more dr mario world uh that's another one i play for a few minutes here and there um i'm actually i'm actually enjoying it for for a mobile game still haven't spent a dime on it haven't needed to um, but I, I'm, a, I'm roughly on level 180 out of 200. I think after I beat the beat the 200 levels or whatever, I'll probably just delete it. Uh, I've given up on the versus mode because anyone who's Bowser kicks my butt automatically. <laughs> so I don't I don't do versus anymore. But yeah, the the it's pretty good. It's a pretty good game. Yeah, I uh, I've been considering giving Animal Crossing Pocket Camp some time. But I haven't been considering Dr. Mario yet. Okay. Is it worth it, you think? I think so. It's a, it's a puzzle game. Like, if you play Dr. Mario, you, you know, you get the gist. Um, but there's, like, a lot, level, a lot of levels, a lot of challenge, so I like it. Puzzle, puzzle games usually scare me, though. Yeah. I could see that. I actually had considered doing top puzzle games for this week's episode, but I figured strategy RPGs is a little bit more appropriate. Yeah portal so portal is one of my favorites oh yeah the third the first person uh between it's between i like the first person puzzle games the most it's it would probably be between like portal 2 and and uh uh tal's principle for like you, my favorite puzzle game did you play the witness no i didn't play the witness i don't think i would like that one as much because it, you, it's third or first person but then you walk up to a, like line puzzles like it's not interacting with the environment at all. It's just okay. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, but I I do I do have it and I will play it. I just don't know if I will like it as much as as yeah, uh, Tal's Principle and and uh, Portal. Though, because The Witness is one of those games that out of all, all the games that I look back on through this podcast, it's the one game that I wish I liked more. Oh, okay. You didn't only you didn't because. Because I'm bad at puzzles and trying to figure out the rules that each like area has, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, maybe I'd be better at it now because it came out like five years ago at this point or right. whatever. But yeah, no, I was never good at it, so I never really enjoyed it. But I always wish I liked it more because I thought it was a really cool game. Sure. <clears throat> uh, and then last but not least, I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, booted up my master mode save. It's so good. That game is so good. And I can easily get lost in in playing it for hours. I think I maybe only played it for an hour, but oh man, 
man. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to start all over again from the beginning and play through it, the entirety of it. Not to, you know, take my sweet time. Uh, I'm not going to. Actually, I might. I might for for rated G games. I might. I don't know if I'll start a new playthrough or continue my my rated G games playthrough. Um, but I'll, because I'm I'm almost done with Mario Maker for for now on there, uh, so maybe I'll do Breath of the Wild. I actually, I thought about playing A Link to the Past too, as one of my next games to revisit some old Zelda. I was gonna say, Dan, it might be a good game to do early next year, but like we got. Final Fantasy Remake, Watch Dogs, Animal Crossing, Cyberpunk. Yeah, I know. Got Gods and Monsters. <laughs> I want to clear my schedule too for Cyberpunk. I don't want to have anything else, you know, lingering. Yeah, I mean, Mark. Look at this uh, run right here. So February twenty fifth, Gods of Monsters. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, then March third, Final Fantasy Remake. March sixth, Watchdog Legions. March twentieth, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. April sixteenth, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. De- that's deadly. That's a lot of stuff. Okay, uh, but yeah, that's all I played. Uh, next week it'll probably be only Fire Emblem, if I if I had to guess. Are we gonna try and do an episode on it next week? Depending I would, on how much I, we play. Yeah, I would like to. If we can get a decent feel for what the game's about, um, I would like to. Depends on how many hours I can sink into it. Yeah, same here. I think I'll be able to get a lot in. Yeah, I should be able to also. All right, uh, feedback time. We did get some feedback this week, which was nice. Oh yeah, we got three pieces of feedback. Ooh. All right. Uh, so the first is from Sherman in Utah. He says, uh, and actually this came out, uh, he sent this like, it's almost, was it like late, early Thursday morning maybe? Um, so I didn't read it obviously on last week's episode because we recorded it on Wednesday. But he says, to the athletes, this is Sherman from Utah listening to your podcast on Mario Maker 2. Uh, made me want to get in there and play some more. I went through and played Danny Corey's levels. Have to say they were all great. I went ahead and got the fastest time on global warming and tied the fastest on participation trophy. I have to say I was really surprised with the polish on Corey's level. I can't imagine how long it took him to make it. Totally agree. Corey's, uh, what, the one where the space elevator is getting invaded, uh, that's probably the most polished Mario Maker level I played, period, out of all of them. Oh, there was mm-hmm. one other that might have been close, but. Anyway, uh, playing your levels made me want to create my very first level, my magnum opus in Mario Maker. I spent over a week creating and tinkering to make the level feel perfect. It's a large level to take some skill to beat, uh, but no trolls. Here's the level ID, which actually I, I wanted to ask your permission, and I'll email this to you. I wanted to ask your permission if I could post uh, your level on our Twitter so other people can play it too. He said, I wanted to make a level that includes everything I love about Mario and everything that makes it great. I'd also love to hear what you think of it. Also, I'm super excited about Fire Emblem Three Houses, I lose my PTO at the end of the month, so I'm taking the 26th and 27th off to play it. Uh, thanks for the weekly entertainment, and have a great week, Sherman in Utah. So I actually I did play his level uh, later on that morning, I think, after I read this, and it was it was quite good. Um, I, it was very, very challenging. Uh, the wall jumping part was, was challenging for me, and then uh, the, the puzzle um, with the... Uh, what is it with the seesaw thing uh, was also challenging for me, Sherman. So 
Uh, but I did like your level, and I would like your permission to post it on our Twitter if I can. As I said, I'll email you the uh, the question. I actually wanted to email it to you earlier in the week, but I just can't can't remember things. So, um, but yeah, that was Sherman in Utah. Sherman, let us know what house you pick. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely, definitely, definitely. Let us know that. And it's good to hear from Sherman. We haven't heard from Sherman in a while, so. Uh, next up is Tate who says sup peeps I uh, hope you all are doing well so life has been a little crazy because I'm taking master's classes working full time coaching football and I got hired as a science teacher at a junior high about a month ago and I've been getting my class all set up and everything so it has been insanely busy for me I'm really excited to uh, start teaching and I'm sure Val could vouch for the profession uh, besides being crazy insane busy i've had quite a bit of time on the weekends to play games and over the past few weeks i've been putting about 30 or so hours into my fourth playthrough of the witcher 3 <laughs> i have audible so i listen to all the witcher books in preparation for the netflix series that come out this year uh by the way did you see the trailer for it, it looks pretty decent i'm not gonna lie i'm glad i listened to the book so now i know all the backstory it makes the playthrough of the witcher 3 even better because i understand everything and the importance and backstory of siri and her relationship with everyone it's awesome I'm also making it my goal to 100% complete the game this time through, hitting every single question mark on the map and completing every quest. In 30 hours, I haven't even gone to Skellige yet, and I have about half of Valen done. It's a massive game, and I forget how massive it is every time I play it. I still recommend playing through the DLC sometimes. Sometime they're amazing. Also, the last few months, my wife and I watched Game of Thrones in its entirety, and holy shit. Wow is all I have to say. That show is one of the greatest of all times for sure, or the greatest of all time. If you will, or G O T, if you will. Uh, other than that, if not much else is happening, so thanks again for continuing this awesome podcast and being awesome yourselves. Taterade out. Oh, thanks, Tate. Um, I have a question for Tate. Okay. Okay. How do you stay motivated to do that much? <laughs> that is a lot of stuff. Me and my friends were talking Monday at dinner how to stay motivated because for the life of us we cannot stay motivated for more than like twenty five minutes. To do yeah, to do something. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Like just do you just sack up and do it? Yeah, I'm always inter- I'm always know. interested to hear people who can take on that much just like can do it. I don't know. It's crazy to me. Well, I mean, we're not naturally motivated. <laughs> <laughs> to begin with so yeah i've always said why i do now what you can put off until later you know (laughs) that's a good point kind of my motto (laughs) but yeah i just blows my mind hearing how much he's doing and still finds time for the things he likes to do yeah to play to play that much with the witcher yeah right Uh, amazing game by the way i will not not take anything away from the witcher i i'm I'm probably going to buy it when it comes out on the Switch just so I can play it mobile, you know, uh, on the go, if you will. Uh, and again, I'm, I, I would, as much as I would love to play it, I don't want my computer to explode and not work on me anymore. So, Yeah. Uh, also, great idea on listening to the Witcher books on Audible. I'm going to do that too because the series, is, I think he said it's supposed to come out this year. I did watch the trailer. It looks fantastic. Uh, I'm very excited for that. And I do know that it's more it's based on the on the books and not not the games. Uh, they did say that they said they have no intention of adapting the games either. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's a great idea. I'm going to do that because I I can't, I can't read. 
I can't sit down. <laughs> I can't sit down and read a book as much as I would like to. I just can't. I would probably fall asleep in thirty seconds. Um, yeah, I can't believe people like actively read on their free time. I would love to if I had that much free time, but I've got a few minutes here and there. Uh, and you know, it's, it's hard to settle into a good book when you've got a few minutes here and there of free time. Yeah. If I have free time, I'm laying there doing nothing or playing a video game. Yeah. I, I try to squeeze in video games when I have a little bit of free time. Um, yeah. but auto audio books I can do because, you know, a lot of times I like to listen to something with one earbud in when I'm like loading the dishwasher or whatever. And I always, whenever I'm mowing the lawn, uh, we'll have an audio book playing. So that's a good idea. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about Game of Thrones. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the last season. The last season was very controversial, um, but you know, me and my wife, for the most part, loved it. It wasn't wasn't perfect, but uh, we we did like it. Uh, and that's I think that's everything. Uh, so that was from Tate. So thank you, Tate. Uh, next is from Idaho Jake, who says, "Hey guys, I will take the second game." in my five to pick from because i forgot to re-listen to my picks uh but for now marvel ultimate alliance 3 this game is exactly what you want from this game it is fun and has some rpg elements i'm playing solo and with my kids and it's cool because they have a heroic or friendly difficulty uh but from what i heard there is a harder difficulty after you beat it i like the story and the characters are fun i think this is such a fun game solo and with friends i highly recommend it well back to work and have a great night idaho jake thanks jake uh, it's nice uh, that the kids. Um... Oh, Beardless says the Witcher show looks like it's condensing the first two books, so you'll be fine for the first season if you can get through those. Perfect. I will do that. Uh, I'll have to figure out when it's coming out, though. I think Tate said later this year, so I should be able to listen to the Witcher books by then. I don't know that they're off. They're too awful. You know what? I'm going to look up and see how long they are right now, while we're on the on the subject. Um. But yeah, it's nice having uh, couch co-op built in with with family members. That's good stuff. Uh, as someone who likes playing video games with their kids, The Witcher. Uh, the last wish is ten hours and seventeen minutes. That's not bad at all. Blood of Elves is 10 hours and 55 minutes also not bad sword of destiny is 12 hours and 48 minutes time of contempt is 11 hours so so they're not bad they're between 10 and uh 10 and 12 hours see baptism of fire is yeah they're all about 10 to 12 hours so that's that's cool that's definitely doable most of the audiobooks I have are like 50 hours. So, anywho, uh, it's coming out in August? I hope not. I don't have time for that. Hey, Dan, you don't have much time, do you? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I won't get through it at that point. Well, let me see if it. Uh, the Witcher Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Date. Just, uh, I'm seeing 2019. Quarter four, 2019. So we shall see. Oh, the first two books are *The Last Wish* and *Sword of Destiny*. They're short story collections. Okay. 
yeah that'll be perfect i could definitely do that um yeah jake you just made it for feedback all right let's do the game giveaway shall we yar yar one through three and numero uno number one is sherman 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 is the winner winner chicken dinner welcome back and you win yeah uh let's call it the game game list the i don't know yeah the game list what is it one through 150 still yeah with a few blanks in there and i will send out jake's second game i'll have to see which one that is my first one is 39 uh hold on you're good uh, Sherman uh, first game is 39 which is Flat Heroes next uh, Jake you're, the second game is Rise Son of Rome so I will send that out to you let me highlight it uh, so, I, so I remember Go ahead, Will. Uh, next is 113. 113. Oh, come on. My stupid cord for my earbuds keeps, keeps getting in my way. That's annoying. Uh, 139, you said? Yeah. 113. 113. 113 is Tower of Guns. All right. Uh, next is 56. 56 is gone. Roll again. Next is 63. 63. Uh, Fidel Dungeon Rescue. Don't know anything about that one. 13. 13 is contagion a couple more copies of that one more game right yep 120 120 is symphony all right all right not too bad your choices are flat heroes tower of guns fidel dungeon rescue contagion and symphony uh so let us know what you want we will send that out to you uh, Jake, I'll send out your game as soon as we finish here, uh, which is Rise, Son of Rome. Um, Tito's also got games. He's got Beyond, Eyes, Mirror's Edge, Fidel, Dungeon Rescue, Starseed, Pilgrim, and Thoth. So let us know what you want from there. Thoth. Not sure what Thoth is. Sounds like you're saying sauce with a lisp. That's definitely the game that should be picked. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Next week's episode, we would ideally like to do Fire Emblem um, if we can get it. I would like if I can get like thirty hours in in before next week, which is definitely doable. I I think that's enough for me to to do an episode on it. Uh, it also probably depend on if if Corey's going to get it, and uh, I think Eric expressed interest in getting it too. So I think uh, Eric said he was okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I know he wanted to do. Oh, I don't know if you talked about this, but the Walmart deal. Walmart's doing physical editions of, of Fire Emblem uh, in-store only for $50. So 
Uh, if you are going to get a physical copy, that's that's the route to go. I'm, I'm actually getting mine digital. Uh, I probably will mostly only get uh, physical copies for stuff me and my me and my son are gonna uh, share, so we don't have to share a switch. It's just share the cartridge. What house is Max gonna pick? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He'll play it someday, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. He's gonna see that case and be like, "Dad, what's this? Nothing." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's everything, right? Yeah, that's all I got. I got nothing else. So uh, that'll do it for episode 418 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Watch out.